When a vampire comes knocking on your window, what do you do? You have to be prepared. And Lisa LaDouceur's new book can definitely help. It's called How to Kill a Vampire. But okay, in all seriousness, no, it's not a do-it-yourself vampire slayer book. It's more a guide on the history of the myth and how vampires have just devoured literature and film. How it's become this phenomenon that just doesn't seem to be slowing down. Lisa joins me on the line. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Justine. So what is your favorite vampire book or film? Hmm. Well, I think Dracula remains the go-to. It's the classic novel. It's the classic black-and-white movie. We have a new television series that just started um, that is resurrecting the story. I think that within the Dracula novel, there is everything you need about vampires. That's my first choice, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I recently saw Nosferatu, the silent film. That's interesting, to say the least. (laughs) Well... What's interesting about Nosferatu is not only that it's one of the scariest, even still, like, almost 100 years later, it's still quite a monstrous, scary movie, Um, but it also brought the whole concept that vampires could be killed by sunlight. This is not something that comes from legend. It actually was created in that movie and has persisted ever since. I think that's one of the things that surprised me about your book. I didn't realize that a lot of things that we know about vampires today uh, were created by authors and, and film producers in the last like century, not, you know, hundreds of years old kind of folklore. Well, I sort of think that film is modern folklore. You know, a lot of superstitions that come from several hundred years ago before they had moving cinema were oral traditions. And now, where do we get our great stories and our great superhero heroes and our great villains? We get them from books and and from film and television. So it makes sense to me that those storytellers those filmmakers and novelists have have put their own stamp on things yeah yeah now why do you think the vampire is, is so much more popular i think at least than some of the other myths out there like i don't know werewolves haven't really caught on as much well they're more complex well first of all they're more attractive as we now know hmm. a lot a lot of people think vampire make a good prom date right yeah so uh, they're seductive and and they can be sophisticated you know a mummy is never going to write you a love poem yeah, I don't think. No. Um, and werewolves are popular. Obviously, zombies are extremely popular right now. But I think that the vampires represent something um, that is more um, sophisticated and more complex. And, uh, you know, there's more to tell about them. They represent our fears about sex and about death and about um, strangers and in, in ways that some like the curse of the werewolf just, you know, you can't tell that much Yeah, you mentioned fears there, you know, that the vampires used to showcase our fears of the time. And that sort of changed over the years as we, you know, talk about vampires. But do you think Twilight and this new romance uh, phenomenon is still about fear of something? I think it is. Um, And it's good to remember that the very first vampire story ever published was billed as a romance. And, and Dracula was, had romantic ambitions as well. So the idea of paranormal romance and, and vampires being um, erotic is not new. Um, what's happened with Twilight is that like, they're, they're not supposed to be scary anymore, and as someone who comes from a love of horror, that's terrifying to me that, that they could be defanged in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it does reflect, I mean, it is essentially, Twilight is essentially at its core a story about abstinence 
which I think is a legitimate fear for a lot of young women. So um, this sort of, you know, this sort of death and sex gets all gets all mingled up for young people. So I think it fits totally into the tradition, what, what's happened with Twilight. But what do you think that this recent humanizing of vampires, you know, whether it's Twilight or Vampire Diaries or uh, what's the other one, True Blood, like, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're kind of like these hot, cute guys that you like, you're not scared of. I mean, what do you think that does to the evolution of vampires? You know, I like Vampire Diaries quite a lot. Uh, True Blood, not so much. I think that... Um, those TV shows tend to be about um, other supernatural um, creatures as much as they are about vampires. So it's kind of mixed up. Um, I think anything that keeps vampires in the public eye is good for um, horror, and it's good for uh, genre, and it's good for monster storytelling. So um, I'm all for every permutation of it. One of the great things about vampires is that they are so adaptable. You have vampire westerns, vampire anime, um, vampire animation and comedy and gore, and then, of course, romance. And, And there's room for all of it, I think. I don't think I've seen a vampire western. (laughs) <laughs> there's a great, there's some great ones. There's Near Dark, uh-huh. um, which was directed by um, a woman, Catherine Bigelow, uh, which came out in the 80s. It, there's also a film called John Carpenter's Vampires during James Wood. Uh, those are both, and Dust Till Dawn, three excellent vampire westerns. Oh, yeah, okay. I've heard of that last one there. So yeah. I find the last chapter of your book most interesting. You um, sort of say, you know, talking about vampire suicide and letting vampires die, and you say that, you know, in, in, in our stories we should let them die off. I mean... Well, first of all, can you imagine if uh, how Twilight fans would react if Edward was killed off at the end? <laughs> do you think she'll ever do that? <laughs> I don't, do you think she'll? Well, I, I, I don't, I, is she ever going back to the story? I don't think I don't, so. I don't know. I guess I that's know. where fanfic can take over, but mm-hmm. no, they probably wouldn't kill him off. Uh, like, is, why, you know, when you talk about that, like, what, what is it about that, you know, letting vampires die? Well, I first fell in love with Anne Rice's novels, her Vampire Chronicle series, Interview with a Vampire and Vampire Lestat. And in those novels, the vampires are tortured souls. Um, they, of course, they embrace their, their immortality, but it's not all it's cracked up to be. And there's some existential angst there about living forever. And that's the way that I see vampires, as, as existential creatures that... You know, once you've lived a few centuries and seen everything you've loved die over and over again, like, what is there worth living for? So if you really love them, it would be an act of mercy to destroy them. And that is kind of why I wrote the book. Lisa, thank you so much. Thank you very much, and happy Halloween.